Get ready for conflicts where movie reviews collide. And welcome back to another episode of Conflicts, the podcast. It is me, Laura, and I am joined today by Nick. Say hello, Nick. What's up? That's his new thing, and I'm here for it. I kind of love it. And Rich, our resident dad joke. Say hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. Oh, TM, king of the dad joke. He has a t-shirt and everything. I do. So today, we are doing something a little different. I am springing something on Nick and Rich. They don't even know what we're going to talk about. But as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, we need to talk about this because I want to hear what they have to say. So I stumbled upon this article. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> Reading. I hate it. I don't read. I, I don't know how. W- waiting until we know what uh, the topic is to develop an opinion. Like, that is so last decade. I'm just saying, we don't need to do like, that anymore. We're in a new decade now. We've gone through a panorama. Like, it's a lot. Okay, so I stumbled upon an article that Nick hated. Although, I will say um, that even though he doesn't know what we're talking about, he is wearing a Batman hat right now. So, that ties Ooh, in. Are you talking shit on Justice League? Go no, ahead. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I don't give, leave, leave I don't give enough me. shits to talk shit about you Justice League. If, if it needs to happen, let me go. I will okay, definitely. So what the article was, it was actually an article about the bat suit through the years. And so I clicked on it and I was like, that's interesting. And it started with the Adam West bat suit, which is basically a unitard with some black briefs and a schnazzy belt, right? And a cape. And then it went all the way through to like the Ben Affleck bat suit. And something that I really noticed as i was looking at that article see previous regarding unitard and black briefs over time the musculature (laughs) on the exterior of that bat suit there was one point in time when the exterior of the bat suit had built-in nipples formed into the breastplate the the george clooney nipples yeah the the val kilmer ones too yeah he did too they both had nips on Mm -hmm. the outside who directed those nobody cares they're terrible was that schumer yes Mm. but what it made me think of so in 2021 we are in the throes of the body positivity movement and i will say that this is something that women have championed and rightfully so i will say that it is not an equal split between men and women but When you think back to superheroes of yesteryear who have a body like Adam West, who was a fit guy, but nobody's going to tell you that Adam West was ripped. No. So, but uh, now it's a requirement. Even like Bruce Banner in the MCU to a certain extent has to be ripped. And he's walking around in a suit being Hulk, who's entirely CGI. So as two dudes, I want to know what you guys think about the pressure on men for anything that you have to be ripped now. I would actually like to answer this. Go ahead. I'll let you go first. Uh, because because I'm letting you go first. Taco brand. <laughs> shut the fuck up, <laughs> Anyway, uh, as somebody who has struggled with their weight yeah. a lot, actually, and uh, lost a lot of weight thinking because... A lot. You uh, did. Yeah. Kudos to you. Uh, thank you. Well, I've lost more than what I have now. I mean, I, I got down to 138 pounds. You looked sickly. Uh, you look good and it now. was a body image thing, and I thought the way I looked was the reason why I wasn't yeah. getting further in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and even right now, like, 
I gained a lot of weight back and I've lost more weight, but I wanted to gain more muscle. Uh-huh. And the other day I even saw Chris Hemsworth getting ready for the new Thor. The dude has like 0% body fat. And I was like, holy shit, I want to look like that. But then I'm like, wait, I don't have a Disney budget. Right. <laughs> and I kind of have a borderline prison workout machine in <laughs> my fucking garage. Yeah, we talked in a previous episode about The Rock. You know, he takes his gym with him in yeah. a semi-trailer. Yeah. We don't have access And it's to completely that. unrealistic. The dude's like flipping tires. I mean, which I could. We're in Missouri. I could go well, get a tire even, and flip. Even but the, like, um, the, the nutritional needs to sustain that. That would like, the take amount my of whole paycheck. That he has to consume of a day. His caloric intake has to be off the charts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but then it can backfire too because, like, I have I actually recently spent a good chunk of money on like some dietary supplements. Uh huh. But if you screw up and then you start working out uh, and you miss some workouts, you will replace that with fat, and then you're back to square one. Well, not to mention the toll it takes on your body. It's hard. Like, yeah. both my knees suck right now because whenever I got down to 138 pounds, I was running, like, nine miles a day. Like, and you probably weren't getting the proper nutrients in oh, your no. diet. Oh, no. I lived off coffee focused. and cigarettes yeah. because I was like, oh, I just want to be skinny. Huh? I could buy jeans in the junior section. So, yes, no, I get what th- that is hard, and it still is hard seeing, in my personal opinion today, seeing, like, muscular, like... And all the women being like, oh, my God, did you see him? And I'm like, yeah, I have, like, a dad bod, and I'm not even a dad. Like, <laughs> So you, being a 90s kid, right, do you feel like that pressure, did you notice a pressure when you were younger, like back in 100%. the 90s, to look like that? And do you feel like it's more now? Because I feel like it's more now. So in the 90s, it wasn't as bad because, like, I mean, you had like the Tom Cruise and everything, but he was like yeah, but they muscular, but he wasn't like, he yeah. wasn't like, you couldn't like count the eight pack. Tom Cruise is a good example because he has become more ripped. Another really good one. That's a good example is Hugh Jackman. Exactly. Yeah. You watch the first X-Men movie versus like Logan and he got more ripped over the, over the course of his career. Now it's impressively so, but Tom Cruise is the same way. Go watch Risky Business and then go watch the latest Mission Impossible. Oh yeah. Or the volleyball scene in Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's a very fit guy. You can tell that he took his fitness seriously, but it wasn't like the societal pressure of like, oh, you're going to be in a big budget movie. So it is a prerequisite for you to be in this movie that you have to have washboard abs. Right. But now it is even um, like Magnum P.I. is back on the air. I mm-hmm. haven't seen it. Like, I don't know. But I loved me some 80s Magnum P.I. Let me tell you, had me a little had me a little crush on Tom Selleck back in the day. Tom Selleck. Did. Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> it was the mustache. OK. Um, but he was another example of very fit guy. Very mm-hmm. fit guy. Now, the dude that's playing Magnum P.I., way more ripped like mm-hmm. swole it, it's a thing uh, and it's a shitty tv show that no one watches david hasselhoff i mean he was considered a very good looking guy. Uh, he was a good yeah. guy but he wasn't particularly ripped he was fit you'll see pictures back in the 80s and you'll look at dudes and you're like the guy's like 17 and has like a mustache and is built like a brick wall like they're just huge like everybody was into bodybuilding and then it died off in the 90s, I feel like. But see, that wasn't the norm. Like, you saw the, you had the um, Arnold Schwarzeneggers, uh, you know, you had the... Um, the Jean-Claude Van Dams. 
Yeah, you, you had a few of those, but like those that wasn't being represented as every man. And I, I think part of the point Lulu's trying to make is that it's far more common that this is considered more of the average person. Like we all knew we weren't going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was wasn't considered. But society wasn't pushing us to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, back then society was you know pushing us to look more like people like Tom Cruise at the time, or even Val Kilmer, or you know some of these more these handsome guys, but weren't necessarily ripped. And I, so I think I understand what you're saying and see yeah. that progression. And I feel like it puts it feel like it puts undue pressure on guys because like what you just said about the thing about you see women like fawning all over like Chris Hemsworth and whatever. What's really interesting and what I feel like isn't addressed in society is like do, we love it. Like Jason Momoa Aquaman, like pardon the drool hanging out of the side mm -hmm. of my mouth. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's like looking at an art piece. I want to look at that. It's very nice to look at. Do I want to take that home? No. I want to take home the man who knows that guacamole is extra and is okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what women want. And if you ask them, like, we'll follow the people on Instagram. Like, I follow The Rock on Instagram because mm -hmm. he posts shirtless pics and that is nice to see. Do I want to be with The Rock? No. The veins in your neck are bigger around than my wrist. No. That's not what I want. And it, it, it skews the reality of what it is and what people should expect. And I think in an almost dangerous way that like it becomes unattainable or that you, everybody believes that there's something wrong with the way that they are in their own skin, unless they look like Chris Hemsworth or one of the other Chris's from the MCU. I would love to hear the opinion of uh, somebody who's a little younger and single because I think this is a little lost on me because I'm old and have been married for a very long no, time. But I think you have an interesting perspective because you've been around longer and you're the only one of us who experienced the 70s and then the transition into the 80s and the 90s. How fucking I, old are you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> pretty old. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm staring down the old 5 0. It's not going to be much longer. Um, you know, I, 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 but I was, a lot of it, I was more observational. I was never the, uh, the, the fitness kid when I was younger because I didn't play sports. Yeah. And I was very anti sports then, uh, cause it was, I, I grew up in a, a town that was very pro sports. So I was kind of counterculture and mm -hmm. said no. But I wasn't unfit by any means. I was actually a little thin and kind of a little scrawny, geeky kid. Uh, but then like in college, I filled out and then I started doing a job that was very active. Um, I did a lot of, uh, you know, I used to do a lot of caving things that were, you know, I don't want to say athletic, but required you to be in good shape yeah. and, and good conditioning. Uh, so, you know, when I was like, when my wife and I got married, I was in actually pretty darn good shape then and was for a very long time after that. It wasn't until like got a little older, uh, you got kids occupying all your time, you're sleepy all the time. And then I got an office job <laughs> and <laughs> <sleepy>. <laughs> it's the truth, man. Like. You know, that's why I always tell people who are getting ready to have their, their first child. I'm like, sleep now because it's going to be a long time until you ever get it again. You will crave it. Um, and what do you do when you sleep? You, or you're sleepy like that? You eat. So, oh, because it keeps you awake. Well, yeah, your body craves that energy. So you, you just want to sit around and snack. And, um, you know, the other thing, especially as a dad, uh, you get the thing where you end up finishing what the kids don't eat. It just like somehow just wanders your way and you mindlessly are eating the food that's left over at the table. Because they've just picked at it. Yeah, and you're like, well, I don't want that to go to waste because I still come from the generation when that was more of a thing. Uh -huh. You know, when you're supposed yeah. to clean your plate, so it felt wasteful. 
And like, so then I, you know, I, I had a, moved to a more sedentary lifestyle and sure, guess what? I, I packed on a few pounds and, and I had the dad bod for some time now. So, you know, I, I see that, but I also have been somewhat removed because, you know, I've been married for over two decades. So I am not as concerned with it. That's why I'd love to hear the perspective of somebody who is in the dating pool, so to speak, and wonder, you know, how much more pressure is there there? I feel oh, there's like it's pressure. significant. I feel there's like it's a lot. Pressure like, for single or married. It doesn't matter. Like you, like what you just said, it depends on the age too, though, because like, look at this though. I understand like we're geeky people mm-hmm. right. sitting around this table. So I'm going to say this now it's trendy for nerds to be into weightlifting because of like the MCU and uh, like DC movie. Like look at yeah. uh, Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill, yeah. Cavill. Yeah. Huge PC gamer. So oh, that's making PC games hella popular now. Mm-hmm. He's in The Witcher. He is, have you seen his He's legs? To shreds. Like, like, yes, his legs alone yes, are like the size of this table. And uh, it's Joe, like, Joe Manganiello, another um, one. Actually, a number of the people where we record at is as a gaming place, and a number of the people here. I don't know if you've met any of them because some of them have been pretty COVID quarantine, uh, but a couple of them are bodybuilders. It's funny because we've had some mutual events with like their bodybuilder friends and then we're there and we used to do some poker nights and it's kind of funny to see those two cultures mingle, but like there's never a problem because we're all cool and chill, but you know, different cultures have kind of different quirks. So it's always kind of funny to sit there and see, but there's no stigma there. They don't make fun of well, us and we don't make fun of them. It's starting to become and... kind of trendy for nerds to be bodybuilders now. Yeah. yeah, kind of what you're talking about, about counterculture of like, it's always been like, mm-hmm. you know, you're either really scrawny or you're a little on the fluffy side. And now it's like, well, I'm going to be a geek and I'm going to be, you know, swole or and, whatever. And a lot of that could have to do with cosplay. For sure. It, oh, absolutely. Because now people are like, oh. I'm just going to pull a video game character out like Guile. I want to be Lieutenant Guile from Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, you better have like a muscle on top of that muscle with a little muscle built on top of that. Yeah. Like you need to have abs on your thumb. Yeah. You got to look the part. You can't just be like, hey, guess what? I'm the Pillsbury Dough Guile. Like it doesn't work. (laughs) No, but that would be fun. Right. I mean, I guess you could combine the two and be like. Someone probably has. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's not the same. <laughs> so I'll do an, a quick little anecdote, because one of my favorite subreddits is called Ask Historians. Oh, that sounds so far up your alley. It's like on Richard Lane. So like, here's my, my favorite thing about it is it's heavily moderated. So all answers to questions are required to meet a very stringent criteria. Basically, like cited work. It, yeah, and you have to be cited work. This has to be essay quality from, you don't actually have to be a historian, but it needs to be that professional. Um, you, you can't just be talking out your ass. Yeah, you just can't quit. They'll just simply delete it. Like, there, there's tons of stuff. It, they just won't allow it. It, it's, it has to be good or not. Now, there's a lot of unanswered questions on there. It, so you have to really dig in there. But there are a lot of amazingly good questions. And one that was actually on there recently, that's why I found this interesting, because just a few weeks ago, is somebody said the notion of, like, the current bodybuilder would, uh, so how, what would the people of medieval, medieval times have thought of somebody like that? You know, would they have considered that foreign? Would it have been, you know, odd? And it actually uh, got some really good answers from a number of historians, uh, you know, what in context. And the general idea was, yeah, nobody would have known what to think of it because it simply didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Humans didn't, you know, because now bodybuilders, you know, you work on that definition and you work on the, the, uh, you know, specific physique. The science wasn't there for them to have been able to achieve the the amount of sculpting, the the dietary know-how 
to be able to sustain but that Hollywood muscle mass. Said that. Yeah. <laughs> like the movie Gladiator. You would have had very strong people at that time, but they wouldn't have looked like that. Yeah. It's a very different physique because they're not focusing on those uh, specific things, which I think is kind of the the crux of what you're you're supposing here because you know you look at like the magnum pis the the idea is that this person is more athletic this person is more capable i guess you could say the the truth is that that's not what that looks like uh you know the one sport that i do like is you guys you all know is hockey and those guys don't look like bodybuilders but they are extreme athletes yeah because it's it's all about conditioning it's all about um, you know, having the, the the strength in the certain areas, and it's not about I have this perfect physique because bodybuilding is something completely different. Mm-hmm. And Arnold Schwarzenegger himself would tell you this: they're looking for a specific style and aesthetic. They're not about I am athletic or do this mm-hmm. this thing really great. As a matter of fact, sometimes it, you ruin a certain amount of athleticism by doing it. Oh yeah, they have extreme limited mobility. The flexibility mm-hmm. goes way down, and it's really interesting the way that you said that because I actually have a theory that goes along with it. I mean, I'm I'm not on your your r slash Reddit thread, whatever, so it's not cited work. This is just my personal theory. Mm-hmm. But my personal theory is that it goes along with the subconscious. Because, you know, the word fat phobia gets thrown around a lot, but it's a legitimate thing. It's something that I've experienced in my own life. And there is the, um, the, the societal notion that somebody that is perceived as obese or has a high BMI or whatever is, is lazy. And they look that way because they don't want to do any work to change their body and so on and so forth. And all of these preconceived notions that comes with it. And I think that that is the flip side of that coin, especially with regard to men, because there's no, dependent upon the the role in Hollywood, there is, there is a lot of body standards on women, but it's not the same musculature that is required. So it's, it's there and it is more prevalent for women. But for men, I think that these are all intended to be seen as men who are powerful from the jump. The second you see them on screen, you are supposed to believe that they are powerful. And the way that they do that is society has been trained mm-hmm. to feed our subconscious that we are going to show you that this person is powerful by showing you their physical power, mm-hmm. i.e. the muscles ripping off of their arms every time they move or we're going to show you them taking their shirt off and moving their back so you can see their back muscles ripple so that you think this person is powerful and what is happening is brainwashing is probably an overly strong term for it but it is especially we were talking about the younger guys out there in the dating pool it's brainwashing these people that i need to be powerful and in order to be powerful i need to be physically powerful some of the most powerful people in history couldn't have lifted just the barbell at all. And it's it's skewing the way we look at things. And I think that it's becoming toxic specifically to men and younger men. Yeah, that's a rough one because, you know, the idea of the meathead has been around for a long time, the bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there, there's some you know, some uh, anthropology at work here, because essentially what guys are doing, and this is kind of what girls have done too, uh, is there's a bit of an imperative to try to make yourself a more desirable mate. Mm-hmm. That's what you're trying to do. You're, it, it, you're literally a peacock fluffing your feathers, trying to say, hey, look, I'm, I'm the one that you want to mate with. 
Um, which I find interesting because if you go throughout history, it wasn't that long ago in our history that being fat was desirable because it was a sign of wealth. It's still um, the case uh, to to date in some other societies mm-hmm, on is. planet Earth, in a lot of societies. Uh, especially for women, the idea of you wanted a woman who, you didn't want one too thin, you wanted one who had a little meat on her bones, so to speak, because she was going to more likely be uh, capable to rear children. Yeah. Um, so that mm-hmm. was... That has changed over time what is considered desirable. There is no um, there is no specific scientific position as far as this actually is or, or isn't. It's going to be based more on pressures in society at the time. Now, some of that is going to be uh, not just society, but, you know, like I said, the wealthy people used to be uh, heavier because you could afford it. That's where that those things were directly related. So, you know, it, it's interesting to see that it has gone the other way. And you're starting to see those same pressures happen in in guys. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it's there. I absolutely think it's there. And I think that it's really... And like I said, I'm not trying to exclusively make this a male issue. It is, you know, I will admit that it is more a female issue than it is a man is- a male issue. But that doesn't exclude the other. Like, it's something that I think needs to be addressed across the board, across gender lines, because there is no body type. I mean, there are people that are attracted to larger body types, smaller body types. And and what I was saying earlier about what we like to look at isn't what we want to take home at the end of the night. Well, I've often, and this may be a little controversial, I've made the observation that many times women, uh, the pressure they have on themselves comes less from men, but from other women. It's it's the dude, it's the competition. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not either or, it's both. Uh, that's fair. Um, you know, one of the things I think was funny, you know, you'll see things and these are just minor anecdotes, but uh, like, you know, maybe we'd see some uh, very attractive uh, girl walk by and my wife would be like, can you believe she's wearing those shoes? And I'd say she had feet, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's actually a TikTok trend of people will post thirst traps mm-hmm. and somebody will stitch it or duet it and will be like, what color were their shoes? Mm-hmm. And yeah. everybody's like, they were wearing shoes. Exactly. You know, because I think that uh, a lot of stuff that women do guys don't notice and some of it like you would notice if it wasn't there uh, but you don't notice if it is but some of it is because that goes beyond that level of competition of just i'm trying to be more desirable to the guy that the competition becomes uh, i'm trying to make sure i'm better than the girls it's less about the girls and more about a societal standard it's never about the girls and it very much depends on the fellas like and who who you are around because there is a very strong, very prominent, very loud branch of masculinity that, you know, you got stretch marks. I don't want it. You weigh mm-hmm. over this amount. I don't want it. You, you know, your bust is smaller than this. I don't want it. Your ass is bigger than this. I don't want it. And I mean, will I mean, they will have measurements that they like, if you are larger than these measurements, I don't want it. So like there is a very prevalent dangerous toxicity that exists but it also very much depends on who you surround yourself with oh and you know yeah i could agree with that i mean but also and i'm not defending any guys or girls i guess uh but uh on this but like when you are in a better shape even if that's just what you see in your head like when i weighed 138 pounds like i was way more confident in myself than i am even right now like Mm -hmm. and i i know the difference like i'm like uh like sometimes if you see me sitting here like this, because it's like I'm trying to like close myself off. Like he if has I had his a... arms crossed, y'all, and that was him uncrossing his arms. That wasn't me. That, that was, was actually me. Rich. That was, that me. was Rich I, I playing with his cord. I, I thought did. it was. Nick. Uh, but like I'll sit there like this, or if uh, if I gain more weight, I'll wear. It's like 
oh, it's 98 degrees outside. Why are you wearing that sweater? I'm cold. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, I've suffered from body dysmorphia myself. I understand. I have lost approximately 95 pounds in life. Mm-hmm. I don't know it. Like in terms of like when I look in the mirror, I can't see a difference. And it's a very sickening thing too. Like at one point I could, they'll be like, Hey, you want a bite of this? And I'm like, no thanks. That has pepper in it. Pepper has five calories and mm-hmm. X amount. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It, it, it's a scale. It doesn't go away. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll reference my wife one last time uh, and I'll be a little careful here. Uh, but you guys know my wife. Uh, we do. She's lovely. She is absolutely one of the, you know, the most beautiful creature I have ever met. She's very beautiful. And, you know, she's been pretty darn fit our entire marriage. She has she has the same concerns. You know, every, it doesn't matter. A very good friend of ours that we have a mutual friend who um, uh, who is extremely fit and probably the almost the female version of that bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, if you, I have had plenty of conversations with her where she does not feel attractive most days. And, I, you know, that's why I look at him, I'm like, you guys are insanely attractive. What the hell is wrong with you? So I don't know that there is a point at which that goes away. I don't think that there's a, you know, I, I think the people who are overconfident and feel that way, I think that's a personality trait and it's not necessarily correlative to where their actual fitness is. Hmm. I'm going to get really deep and philosophical here for a moment because that's kind of who I am. Um, it comes at the point when you realize that beauty isn't real and worth is intrinsic and you are programmed from the moment you begin to develop inside of a society that the opposite is true and that there is a standard of beauty to be achieved beauty is subjective the expression beauty is in the eye of the holder means that beauty isn't the same for everybody person a could be the most beautiful person you've ever seen rich but nick you could prefer person b no absolutely there is no right or wrong Mm -hmm. beauty is in the eye of the beholder because it isn't real and it is skewed towards a eurocentric style of beauty and it actually goes back to the royals of you know french royals back in the day and wanting them needing people to want to look like them because they were all inbred and ugly but i digest but when uh people realize that their worth is intrinsic is when they stop caring uh, you know, I, I I feel a little proud because I've always tried to have that uh, notion where personality uh, matters. I mean, don't get me wrong; you, an attractive girl can still be an attractive girl from yeah. an objective standpoint, and just and just. But watching. it's more like an art piece. And you know, you guys because we used to work together, and that place hired a lot of attractive people. Uh huh. They did, and there were very few of them that I wanted anything to do with because some Same. of them were just awful people. Even if, like, objectively, you could look at it and say they're very attractive, and then you meet them, and you're like, you're ugly. Uh, that's just the way I've always felt. Probably about why it. I don't like that family that's on television. I'm not going to name drop. But, uh, the but, Kardashians. Yeah, you can. Mm. Okay. I, I, they I, I don't they know may why be pretty. But... I don't know. I mean, because I just think they're so ugly. I hate reality TV. Yeah. I mean, we don't know those people just because we watch a TV show about them. That means nothing. But I understand what you're saying. That. that, that show me something about them. I, I've also seen people the other way, where like somebody might judge them less attractive than other people but to me they're much more attractive because they are funny uh i admit i'm attracted to intelligence you give me somebody Mm -hmm. who is uh, very intelligent and i just instinctively like ooh, that's that's hot uh that mayam bialik Bialik, i think she is so pretty and she's incredibly intelligent and she's i understand what you're saying rich on that because like a lot of people would probably be like she is and i'd be like yeah my wife follows her on social media and her, and her blog because she's done mm-hmm. a number of parenting things yeah, um, and so on and so forth. And some controversial opinions there. 
but she's very opinionated. She Which, is. I mean, good for her. Have conviction about your opinions. Oh, absolutely. The, the thing I do like about her opinions, even though I, there's a couple things I can say I, I've disagreed with, is that nothing she says comes from a context of anything but education mm-hmm. and experience. Mm-hmm. So it has weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, she's said some things, too, that I totally don't agree with. But again, she's smart. She's mm-hmm. funny and she is pretty and I think inside and out. So yeah. that's why I'm attracted to her in that way. Oh, absolutely. No, she she very much kind of triggers that that button. I understand what you're saying there. Yeah. Okay. This has nothing to do with anything, but I I just have to bring it back to the beginning. What's you guys favorite bat suit? Cuz I have to be honest, mine is legitimately the Adam West. It's my favorite. Um honestly, right now mine is uh Ben Affleck's but like the one with the domey head or like the regular one because he had like the one when he was it was like oh, okay the, so i like the fu- <laughs> i like uh uh mecha batman like when he's like fighting yeah okay Superman. that's what that, i thought it, it, yeah, yeah. but i also as of right now even though it's not released yet really like robert pattinson's look in the new batman movie mm-hmm. i I, have, I haven't seen any anything. it looks freaking awesome i got nothing so should- i don't know you should Google, uh, Ben Affleck did an interview where they asked him about his bat suit, and he tells a story about running into Christian Bale in a Halloween store where they're both looking for Halloween costumes for their children. And this was just before Affleck had filmed the movie. It was right after he signed and it got announced. And uh, Christian Bale and him have a conversation where he tells him to make sure he gets a zipper in the suit. But Affleck does his Christian Bale impersonation in the interview, and it's a fucking great story. <laughs> that being said, I think the, the Christian Bale... Um, bat suit from the first uh batman begins is my favorite really no no nobody uh, Mike, picked with michael the keaton's i like michael, michael keaton, keaton had a different one for for the movies though first one second one which one uh, first i'd probably one. go with returns because yeah. that's my favorite batman yeah i don't know i go all the way back to the the, well, the first what batman. was interesting was i looked at those and like because that was the the first new bat suit in media we'd really seen since adam west and his was uh, the Michael Keaton suit was it was a little bit ripped. Like there was there was the impression of they muscled him up a and little bit. That but you could tell that it wasn't like it wasn't in your face. Like from the shadows, you wouldn't be like, mm-hmm. is that muscles? It was very It was almost like armor. Yes. And it was supposed to look more like armor and it was very subtle. But then, you know, fast forward on to Val Kilmer and then especially the George Clooney one, I'm like, what is that supposed to is it inflatable? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. And then there's nips on the outside, and it would no. But I think that's why I like the bail and all that, and uh, moving on mm-hmm. because they focused more on like he's wearing plate armor. He's yeah. a, and he he his strength well, comes and from Bale him being... as a as a Batman was very lean. Like he was very mm-hmm. strong, mm-hmm. And very strong, but he was very lean. And he like, they didn't make him bulk out. Mm-hmm. I don't think his frame could have held it. He, now, Ben Affleck bulked out. He did. I'll give Affleck a lot of credit as much as I will definitely take every opportunity to shit on the Justice League movie. The Batfleck was not a problem for me, and I thought it would be going in. I think but everybody I, did. I'm trying to murder you with my eyes You right can now. try to murder me all, I, all you want, uh, because the only ammunition you have is the big pile of shit that was the Justice League movie. There's flies hey, going wait, around wait, it. wait, wait, wait. You have the big pile of shit that your homeboy Joss Whedon made, so there you go. The Yeah, whatever. The Zack Snyder one's just a bigger piece of shit. It's four hours long. It was a longer turd. It really was. It was just they squeezed it out more. <laughs> there was no, And you know, it's sad too, because honestly, like I said... No, it's I, the, so the, fucking the, good. The Batfleck, I didn't hate. 
Henry Cavill is my favorite Superman, even though every one of the movies have been terrible. But I think he they just haven't given him anything to work with. Uh, I like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Uh, you know, Gal Gadot has won me over as as Wonder Woman, and I think she's done some fantastic work there. Uh, I the Flash and uh, but, um, uh, he's he's right though because at the end of the day, a polished turd is still a turd. Yeah, it's pretty bad. At DC laid a big turd. I'm sorry, man. I wanted them to do something better. No, DC didn't. didn't. WB did, and your homeboy Joss Whedon did. Well, I mean, he was as much your homeboy too. Don't don't act like I was the only one that was a fan. No, I'm still a fan of like Buffy, but like on top of that, I like DC more than Marvel, so I'm going to stick up for them. That is a bold statement, I, sir. I will always I, like DC more. I than Marvel. don't actually particularly like, like one over the, the other. Cinematic universe or just I'm, the I'm, material. What's the next episode supposed to be about? Because then I will tell you. <laughs> because uh, here's all I'll say is I actually love DC. I do. I'm just saying their movies have been shit and Marvel's made good movies. I think that one has done a much better job with the material and than the other one. And I want there to be great DC movies. I do. I well, there really is. Want it's there on HBO be. Max. You should check it out. <laughs> on that note... Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. This, is, this has been conflicts. Now we're going to wrestle in the parking lot. 